Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fantasy Dating Radio. I'm Suzanne Casamento, the creator of FantasyDatingGame.com and the author of Dare to Date, and I am here with my awesome co-host, Ryan Truex. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. Yeah. Yeah. That's because I ate so much turkey on Thursday. Your turkey was ridiculously delicious. I like, I can't, I still am just, it's turkey. I'm I'm like half turkey. (laughs) right now i want you to know i don't really even like turkey but yeah. your turkey was like melt in your mouth turkey uh, there's a lot of women that say my turkey tastes pretty good suzanne oh. i have to say uh, <laughs> yeah i brined it for the first time it's a it was a new cooking technique for me but i had been hearing wonderful things about brining it was amazing so i decided to brine and let me tell you it really was good. And, and no, it really was good. Yeah, it was pretty I mean, good. I couldn't really eat, eat it, unfortunately. I can't have any yeah. dairy, and I know it was like soaked in butter, but my God, it was so good. Well, I mean, you soak anything in butter, it makes it awesome. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of butter on it, though. Yeah. It was well, like, but I mean, you know, whatever. It's, yeah, I got issues. It's a secret, like, top secret French cooking technique. Just, oh, yes. just douse it in butter. Butter. And then you're good. Yeah. The boo. Yeah. Yeah. So that was awesome. Yeah, we did turkey. Um had a good Thanksgiving. Did you enjoy Thanksgiving? I had a great time. That's yeah, good. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. Um, got to hang out with lots of friends and um yeah. you know, just we had a, enjoy the day. Had a nice mix of singles and couples and uh, uh Yeah. Just all in all good folks. Good folks. Which was nice. I totally agree. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um and none of them were on a first date. No, and we're going to be talking about first dates uh, this evening, which I'm very excited to discuss in just a little while. Our uh, offline offline dating expert, Camille Virginia, is going to join us, and we're going to talk about first dates, um, which, by the way, if you guys want to tell us a story about first dates or you have a question, please call us at 323-870-3965. And until then... I just realized that that's a good thing that we are not on a first date right now, Suzanne, because I made a huge. You're married? Well, I mean, but besides <laughs> besides that, obviously, yeah. let's say I wasn't married. Okay. Um, but I just realized, like, the two of us are huddled around this microphone mm. while we're doing the show today, and I just had a huge cup of coffee. I have. I'm sure that I just have like massively awful coffee breath. So I, I can't smell your breath. If that's at all. the case, then I apologize. No. I just kind of grossed myself out a little bit thinking about it. No, I can't. Uh, I don't. I don't smell it at all. But now I'm gonna be like, yeah, sniffing well, away. Yeah, great. Um, okay. <laughs> so maybe that's the piece of first dating advice you need to take away. One, don't have a gigantic cup of coffee. But if you do, two, don't call attention to the fact that you just had a gigantic cup of coffee. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Don't call attention to your shortcomings, your flaws. Yes, that is a great tip. Yeah, don't maybe. call attention to your... No, seriously. Unless it's really some weird. Some people do that. Yeah, that's true. That's what if a, you had like a massive mole on like the side of your nose? Well, Would you just say something about it? Would you be like, yeah, okay, just so we can get it out of the way, like, I know I have a huge mole. So you know it, I know it. It doesn't have to be like an Austin Powers guacamole I, situation. I don't know that. No? You know, I, I mean, know. I will say, so we have a friend, a mutual friend who mm-hmm. has one leg. Yes. And he always... Because I watch him flirt a lot, mm-hmm. he always makes a joke about the leg right away. Yeah, you know, because he's calling out the elephant in the room. Sure. So, um, and I mean, and he definitely has lots of success with women. So that, so it's not a, it's not a, it's not, it's not a, uh, an issue. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So that's interesting. I don't yeah, know. Something, it's something I haven't really thought about because I don't really have that many flaws. I know. You're so flawless. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. No moles, and he can make a turkey. Yeah. <laughs> That's 
That's right. That's amazing. I cook in a mole-free. <laughs> mole-free. That should have been my online dating profile back in the day. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. I cook in a mole-free. I cook in a mole-free. See, oh. see what kind of winning dates you get out of that one. Oh, next That'd time. That would be awesome. Next, next time. You know what we should do when I am ready to get back in the game? We should create We should create the most horrible online profile we can imagine for Ooh. me. Like, like things like that, like, yeah. you know, I can, I'm mold free and I can cook. Like, I mean, just like weird lines like that. Yeah. But, but, but then, leave my pictures as is. Right. But then, I mean, isn't that like sort of like catfishing people? I mean, how do you know, like, there might be somebody who's really into someone who both has blemishless, like blemish free skin and loves to eat turkey. That might be somebody's thing. Right. So then. Well, I can cook. That person sends you I mean, a I message a and then you have to be so like, actually. Like gigantic moles. Yeah. But you know. But then you have to be like, no, that was just a fake profile. Like, you're a weirdo. I don't know. You know what I mean? Well, we don't have to lie. We can just say outlandish oh. weird things. Yeah, I'm not saying right. you have to lie. Right. No. I mean, we, I, I don't know. But it would just be funny to, like, write this really weird profile and see if it gets any attention. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Did I ever tell you the story about when I was on an online dating site prior to uh, starting to date my lovely wife? Yeah. And I, I got matched with a person that was a mutual friend of some other friends. Yeah. And so then I wrote a very outlandish, uh, like, proposition for a date to her because clearly I oh. knew and she knew, and so we both knew. Oh, I don't remember but about was, the, uh, no. the outlandish part. Well, it won't be that what funny. It? it won't be that funny in the retelling, but I'm, I'm going to have to, like, print it out because the letter was actually really great. I mean, it was ridiculous. Uh, like, we're going to get in a spaceship and go to the moon? No, I mean, I, I made it. Or... I made myself seem like I was just, like, really, really weird. <laughs> Like I had a big. I want to seem really weird yeah. in a profile. But the point, but the out. point of that was that I got matched with somebody that I actually knew. Right. And we both didn't realize that we were on the same dating site, mm-hmm. and clearly we were not going to go out on a date because we were mutual friends via other mutual friends. Right. So, but we weren't like close enough friends, where I, you know, I was sort of like, well, maybe I'll send this like insanely weird thing to her, which is, which was funny. Mm-hmm to see if she thinks it's funny or if she thinks that I'm just, like, some random internet weirdo. Right. Yeah. Didn't you end up going out? No, 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 no. No, we absolutely did not. Oh, I thought – oh, never mind. No, we I'm did not. We did not go out on a date. But anyway, all right. That was, to, that was a terrible story that I just told right now because, really, no, there's no there's I, no punchline to it. There's no point. I kind of like the idea <clears> of setting up a profile with things that would be, quote, unquote, really weird. Okay. You know, and then see what happens. Yeah. All I, right. Well, I don't know. I right. mean – Let's know. check it out. Yeah. Let's check I'm into it, out. it. Let's do it. Are yeah. you going to go out on a date with anybody that responds to your weird profile? That really, I think, is the biggest question because then Only if, if you're you not, follow us for security reasons. If you're not, well, I mean, yeah, like clearly you're not going to put it on, like put on the thing like I like to be handcuffed in the back, like in the trunk of somebody's car. No, I know. Right. No, you I might know. be like, I really love carrots. Right. Exactly. I which yeah. is totally fine if you really love carrots. I'm right. just not entirely sure it's like one of the things you should be featuring on your dating profile. Right, I really that you love have a really huge I thing eat it for every carrots. Day. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's all. I mean, well, yeah. I, we would seeds. we would have to figure out like what level of weird yeah is uh, acceptable right to then be able to put together a uh, some date opportunities for you with people that might be into some stuff that you would find. You know what's funny is that what we're talking about actually is things that are totally normal. I agreed. It's just that pointing out that you like them seems abnormal. Agreed. Like if you read on somebody's dating profile, I really love carrots. You'd be like, that's so weird. Why would somebody write that down? Right. Why would they choose that to emphasize? Right. That's the thing that you want to emphasize about your personality. But it's completely innocuous and totally normal to really like carrots. I agree. I totally yeah. agree. So, or like pumpkin seeds. I eat pumpkin seeds every morning. Yeah. And I'm now having a huge struggle trying to find pumpkin seeds that are not grown in China. And so <laughs> I'm trying to find organic pumpkin seeds that are not grown in chi- in China. And the only ones in the United States are triple the cost of the ones grown yeah, in China. Yeah, just like everything else. And Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it's like a million dollars for these right. pumpkin seeds. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I want to eat them every day. I could write about that out of my profile, and people would think I'm loony. That's because they have four-year-olds, like, getting the pumpkin seeds in China. That's why. I know. That's why they're so cheap. I know. Yeah. 
It's creepy. Yeah, well, good for you for not supporting the Chinese pumpkin seed industry. I really don't want to. Yeah. Plus, I don't know what they're grown in. I mean, there's all this pollution over there. What, I mean, is it really organic? Come on. Hmm. So, you know, anyway, whole other subject. But these are the things I obsess over. So to put those in a dating profile, I don't know that if a guy would be interested in, you know, um, asking out a girl who seems obsessed about the food she eats. No, yeah. Um, probably again, probably not one of the things that you want to highlight early on. Agreed. But that said, uh, I do think that the food conversation is actually a very important conversation because it does speak to how you are going to be able to, like, go out to dinner, for example. True. I mean, when Lauren and I started dating, um, I was like, listen, you know, the last person that I dated or whatever had some dietary restrictions. It wasn't a huge thing, but do you have any dietary restrictions? Just because I want to find out like, okay, are we going to be able to go to these types of places or these types of places? What? And she was like, Nope, I eat everything. And then fast forward like a year later where she was like eating like basically rabbit food (laughs) and only rabbit food. And anytime we went someplace, it was like a vegan restaurant or whatever. And I was like, God, all I want is a steak. Just one big (laughs) fat juicy steak is all I want. Uh, so it wasn't, you know, it, it, it does make a difference. It does. <clears throat> it definitely does. And which is not to say that had she said when we first started dating that I would, that if she was like a you know vegan or whatever, that I'd be like, yeah, no, we can't do that. Right. But you would at least would like, I'd have to, I'd consider it. Like I'd have to consider it. Oh, It'd yeah. be tough for me to date somebody who was a vegan. It's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can be a thing. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Now the world is total tangent. Yeah, our caller has now rescued um, the rest of you from listening to the rest of this No, please tell me it's Camille. Camille? Yep. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. This is our wonderful offline dating expert, Camille Virginia. Would you um, please take a moment and tell the audience a bit about yourself? Sure. Um, Hello, audience. Uh, This is Camille. And uh, as Suzanne just said, I'm an offline dating expert and coach, and I help singles get the skills to meet their match in the real world, especially those who are burned out with online dating. Nice. Perfect. Which is why you are a perfect match for uh, fantasydatinggame.com. Right. (laughs) Interesting because, yeah. And um, actually, uh, Camille and I had a conversation uh, probably a couple months ago when, unfortunately, Ryan was unavailable to join us for that um, interview. But it, it was awesome, and we discussed um, offline d- dating in general and all sorts of tips to help you get um, out there. So, uh, so audience, if you are enjoying what we're talking about tonight, go back and find that episode because it is fantastic. But tonight, we're talking <laughs> about first dates. Yeah, first dates. So, yeah, the, the offline dating continues from the meeting phase into the first date. So, um, yeah, it sounded like when uh, when I joined that you guys were talking about um, some uh, dietary dating restrictions or something. <laughs> we were. Well, 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 first we were talking about creating a, a weird online dating profile for, for me and, like, really just in, including all of these strange things that, like, you wouldn't necessarily include in a profile. Like, you know, I love carrots. Um, so, <laughs> uh, which led us to a couple. I know. Nothing that's strange. I mean, it's not actually weird. No. It's, it's just weird to highlight it in a dating profile. Exactly. Right. Because I do indeed love carrots. Right. So, yes. But, um, and so, so that led us to a conversation about, you know, what, what, what should you, um, what should you highlight about yourself on a first date? Yeah. What do you, what should you say up front and what should you not? Oh, good question. So I read an article recently that said people would get in, into relationships faster if everyone sat down on the first date and said, okay, what's your crazy? And just like got it out there. Um, I don't know if that's the way to go, but I do think that like having a couple of anecdotes to, um, to share with someone to give them a unique perspective into your life, like the carrots thing, Suzanne, like that could be something just quirky and, but totally safe. Like, no guy that you date is going to be like, what the hell? You like carrots? I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. 
No, she's right. No, she is right. You are right, definitely. Yeah, I don't know about the what's your crazy approach because you, I don't know that you'd want to like dive into, <laughs> well, my mother and father and when I was a child and oh my god, you know, I don't. That's probably not first date appropriate. Well, and I also have to just interject real quick that I think that the majority of people that have some serious crazy don't really know about their serious crazy. Oh, so true. Ding, right. Ding, ding. So like, I went on a date with a girl one time that I had. Uh, I should back this up. We we had been on a couple of dates, and so the first time that she invited me to her apartment, uh, and I was like, okay, so we're gonna go to her place, like have a you know watch a movie, have some dinner, whatever. I got there. Uh, she lived there with her like 55 year old male roommate and his daughter, and so first off, I was like, this is super weird. And then she proceeded to show me her collection of swords and gargoyles. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And that was pretty much when I started trying to figure out where the exit was and how I was going to be able to get out of it as fast as possible. Oh, my God. <clears throat> so my point is, is like crazy doesn't actually know it's crazy sometimes. So asking somebody what their crazy is <laughs> may not work very well. Very true. At least he showed you hers so that you save time with that one, right? <laughs> yeah, no, totally. But, yeah, so I guess maybe that's the point, though, is that, like, her crazy was too crazy for me, even though she didn't really know that she was crazy. Yeah, she didn't even know. Right. She didn't know. Crazy. So maybe crazy. it is a good philosophy. I don't have any idea. I, I have no idea. I don't know. Camille, tell us what to do. <laughs> um, you know, I like to go for quirky and different. I mean, there's on one end of the spectrum, you have like boring and unmemorable and stay on like safe topics like work, which is so not sexy. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, you have, uh, you know, the oversharers who haven't talked to anyone in maybe a long time, and they're using this as an opportunity as a therapy sh- session. So I think striking the right balance in between to being like, yeah, I do this totally, totally weird thing. Like when I walk down the street, I like to smile at every single person that passes by me. It's just one of my things. Like, you know, start off safe like that, and then the other person can share something quirky. You can bond over that, and then you can go a little more quirkier and deeper as you both kind of stay on the same page with it. I like that. Kind of like dipping your toe into it and easing in. Hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Establishing a connection via a common theme. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So one of the things we were going to talk about was establishing a genuine connection. Um, how do you do that? Yeah, the fastest way is to uh, ask questions. Just ask questions. Like people, people are people, and people can tell when you're actually listening to them. And not only that, but I like to think of dating as a chance to like get to know this totally random human being sitting across from you who you know nothing about. Like they've had this whole entire life. Like you know, there's so many questions you can ask. Um, be curious and make it personal, make it hypothetical. If, they, if you, you could get a master's degree in anything, what would you get? Like, and they'll probably ask you the same question too. So it's kind of fun. You know, how often do we sit around thinking, if I could get any master's degree, what would I get? You know, so it's fun when you ask those kind of questions when you're getting to know someone. Absolutely. Um, and I think, that the, I think that the bigger, yeah, because there is definitely a balance. When you say ask questions, you have to be careful not to, you know, make it sound like an interrogation. Um, you know, definitely. So what do you do? Yeah. You know, how much do you make? What do you do on the weekends? What are your hobbies? What's your family like? What's your relationship with your mother? I mean, you know, oh, my God, stop, stop. You know? Don't be creepy, but, Suzanne. Um, <laughs> As you can see, I Suzanne's been carrots. down this road before, yeah. I love carrots. Uh, <laughs> no, um, so, yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, I think part of that point too that you're trying to make, Suzanne, is that like what Camille said, the, the idea about having sort of hypothetical questions or questions that are in some way sort of unique or creative, I think there's a lot more to that than just going in with your standard script of like, what do you do? Where are you yeah. from? How long have you lived here? Agreed. Where'd you go to school? What was it? You know, it's like when I was in college, that was the same thing that we always used to joke about. Anytime you would go to any sort of function, it was always like you'd meet new people, but the questions were always the same. Yes. What are you studying? Where are you from? You know, where'd you go to high school? Yeah. What do your parents do? Yeah. All, you know, I saw this um, TED talk and it was called Big Talk. And it was, um, and it was actually, uh, uh, I think she was in college, a, co- a college student who, 
who um, was trying to figure out how to connect with people, and sh- and she was doing that by cutting out the small talk and going for the big talk. And some of the questions were, you know, well, what do you want to do before you die? And um, uh, you know, th- those kinds of questions that are that are uh, big talk. You know, it's like um, like like remember the movie City Slickers from like you know way back when, and and throughout the movie there's a there's a theme of the best day when Billy Crystal and the, and his buddies are on the horse they they ask each other the question what was your best day, um, and and there's this awesome story about like Billy Billy Crystal when he went to the the baseball game with his father or the first baseball game you ever saw and the way the field looked and how amazing it was. And, you know, I mean, if you ask questions like that, you can, you can really um, figure out what somebody's about because that was really about his relationship with his father. And it was really about, you know, yeah. Yeah. Being the wonder of being a kid. So, yeah. Exactly. And, and you can go, once you get to that level of like, you know, whoa, tell me like, what did the field look like? Or tell me more about your dad or something like you can go in a million different directions that are just natural tangents. And then you've got a full on conversation going. Yes. Yes. Like I went out with this guy over the summer and he, um, he mentioned his father at one point who had, uh, he had died, he had died five years or so before. And he told a story about his dad and the way he talked about his dad was like, so adorable. He was just, you could tell he was crazy about his dad. So, you know, a little while later, I, I said, tell me more about your dad. I want to hear another story about your dad. And, and it was really it it was great. It was like I, I, you know, we were able to connect that way. So, yeah, that's a great, that's a great, um, great suggestion. Yeah. Okay. So ask questions. <laughs> yeah. Are there? Yeah. Ask uh, questions. Are there? I feel like I feel like we do uh, a a lot of strategizing and trying to get people to, you know, we try to give successful advice on this show, or at least be, uh, and generally positive advice. So we, we often give a lot of dues yes. as an offline dating expert, Camille, what would you say are, you know, maybe four or five absolute don'ts that you would, uh, advise somebody toward on a first date when they're meeting somebody in person? Great question. Ooh, good, good question. Um, so I would say drop the work energy, number one. Um, mm. I, I mostly with women, and I think, I mean, it's fantastic that, like, you know, we're career-driving, fully capable, competent women, but when we bring that work energy to the date, first of all, it's a little exhausting for us. Um, or just because we're used to doing it and being in that mode doesn't mean that we enjoy it. Um, and second of all, it, it doesn't really let uh, your femininity come out and kind of whatever that means for you. Um, and, and it also, the guy doesn't really know what to do with that energy. Um, and so it can just get a little confusing and exhausting. And um, by the end of the date, like I've heard of stories from clients say like, well, he didn't do anything and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and then I'll dig a little deeper and find out that she just plowed ahead and did everything for him from ordering for him to dominating the conversation. Cause she felt like she had to, even though she didn't want to. So I like to recommend something that flips the switch from work to date mode. So whether that's like changing your clothes, um, meditating for five minutes, a spritz of perfume, something that just triggers in your mind, like, all right, work's done. I'm in date mode. Yes. I love that. Great advice. That is great advice. And also, you know, let the man be a man. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, totally. makes, it makes the guy. Yeah. I mean, the, the last thing, who wants to go out with like a masculine woman who's like, you know, I mean, it's really important to balance your feminine with your masculine and to let the man be the man. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think frequently, you know, like certainly uh, from what I remember of dating, I mean, oftentimes on a first date, especially like you, you want somebody to have and express opinions. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I, I would, I wouldn't oh, want to, yeah. I wouldn't want to go out with, uh, with somebody who is just like, well, would you just order for me? Oh, no. You know what I mean? Like, I want to... No that. way. Well, right, but so the other way. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it goes both ways. Like, anything that I would expect from the date that I'm on, I would also hope that they would expect from the date that they're on. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So, like, I wouldn't... I wouldn't yeah. Want, 
I wouldn't want to be ordered for, nor I, nor would I want someone to have me order for them. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, it makes Definitely. total sense. Absolutely. I love it. Good. So don't bring your work to the date. Yeah. <laughs> Any more, Joan? Um, yeah, and so let's see. Another way um, I would say, I, I feel like, like, Brian, to your point, like, work does come up, you know, and so how do you take that and – turn it into some like steer it off of there. Cause it's so safe, especially like if you work together or work in the same industry, you can talk about work the entire date. And then by the end of it, it's like the worst date ever. Cause you just felt like you came out of a business meeting. So um, right. from, from there, I like to say, you know, if work does come up and clearly maybe he's a little nervous, maybe you are, and it's hard to get off that, um, turn it personal. Like, what do you like most about your job? Like if you could change one thing, what would you change? Um, if you could have any job and work remotely, where would you work? And kind of just steer it off to like, what do you do? How do you like your boss? How long have you, like, how long have you been there? Those kinds of boring questions and into something just more fun. And like, again, getting curious, genuinely curious about it. Yeah. And then from there, you can do what you said, uh, what you mentioned before and ask other questions. So, you know, like, let's say that somebody says, well, the best part of my job is that I get to do I get to do presentations. Oh, wow. So you enjoy public speaking, you know, and then you, and and then you, you know, take it from there. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Good. So what else should you know about first date? I I mean, I guess I would say one more um, to, to get that natural chemistry going. I think sometimes, especially when we get into a pattern of dating, like, all right, I've got another first date this week. It's my third one. You know, I mean, bringing the same, um, I forget which one of you just mentioned it, but like bringing that same set of questions to the date, you're going to get the same results from the date. And if you're not happy with those results, change it up. So um, one of Mm. my best dates was when I, I got there a little bit earlier than him and I just, the music was loud. It was, this table was pretty long that we would be sitting across. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to hear him. So I went to the counter at the window and sat there. And so then he walked in and he's like, oh my God, you got the best seat in the whole place. And we sat next to each other. And like by the middle of the date, our legs were intertwined. Like we were on a date. We were not on an interview. It was amazing. So take the opportunity to just like touch each other a little bit. Not Don't, don't be creepy. Again, don't be creepy. But... Um, you know, sit next to each other as opposed to across from each other, that kind of thing. Look for little ways when he says a joke, touch his arm or something and establish that connection to to let you guys both know that you're on a date. You're not hanging out with your new best pal. I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's so important. And it's so important because it also shows that you're interested. Um, You know, obviously, if you're not interested in the person, you're not going to touch their arm or you're not going to, you know... (laughs) Um, <laughs> reach out like that. So it lets the other person know, hey, I'm having a good time, just subtly, you know. Very nice. Yeah. I like exactly. that. Good. Um, so what about, like, the actual um, date itself? Like, like, are you – so for first dates, I'm a fan of – and maybe it's just me, but I'm a fan of the go get a drink or a coffee and, you know – See if you actually enjoy each other before, um, you know, going and, and actually planning. You it's know. a pre-date. It's yeah. a pre-date. A pre-date. It's a first date, pre, pre-date first date. Right. Yeah. So what do you think something about? Something small before something big. Yeah. I mean, to check out the person and think, okay, do I want to invest the time and the money in a date, date, date? Or, Camille, do you think that you should go on a date, <laughs> date, date first? <laughs> um. Well, let's see. I think, like, meeting online, I think the pre-date would be a really good idea just to see if, like, I mean, take off the table if anyone's lied about appearances or weight, height, whatever, um, and and see about conversation skills. Um, But if you've met offline, like, maybe you met at the grocery store or at the dry cleaner and you talked for half an hour and that was kind of, like, your pre-date there and you sussed each other up and uh, there was some chemistry and connection. And so, by all means, then you're first date after that could be a total date 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 as you said Suzanne. <laughs> yes yes no I, I absolutely agree with you yeah if you've met the person and you've been able to establish some sort of chemistry already like if you've met offline then yeah then you could probably go for a date 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 
Um, definitely. So I'm wondering, as somebody who specializes primarily on offline dating, what your observations are about how online dating has affected positively or negatively uh, offline dating? Oh, that's such a good question. Oh, how much time do we have? No, I was kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think online dating is great in that people who would have never met have the chance to meet each other. I have friends who've gotten married from meeting online, and, um, and their, their marriage is great. Like, they're awesome people. It's totally worked for them. I think that, unfortunately, just things have gone a little too far with the pendulum swinging to that side, and people have lost the offline dating skills like there was no offline dating 10 years ago it was just called dating (laughs) and I just feel like people um are putting all their eggs in their basket they're on the they're passing eligible singles by because their head's down on their phone not talking to the people that are around them that would be a really good fit and they wouldn't have you know like they're right there they can instantly tell within five seconds that they would be uh, interested or not, as opposed to messaging for two weeks back and forth. And um, I also think people just treat each other better. You know, when you have to stand there and look someone in the eye, um, you you treat people better. You can't take out your bad day on them from behind a screen. Um, so yeah, I those are those are some main points. I <laughs> I could probably go on, but that's kind of the main thing is that genuine human connection element. I think is getting lost, and I think people are missing it. Well, needless to say, I obviously agree with you. This is why I actually created fantasy dating, um, you know, because because my, my girlfriends were doing just that. You know, they were complaining, we're never going to meet anyone, and there are no good guys in L.A., and, you know, they're spending all their time staring at their phones, and it's like, hey, you know, look around. There are people everywhere. There's 9 million people here. Half of them are single. Half of them are men. You know, get it together. Um, you know, and and that's and that's sort of where this all came from. So, um, so I absolutely uh, uh, agree with you. I mean, uh, on the same note, we definitely want to encourage fantasy daters to to online date and use any kind of t- dating tools they can. You know, we don't care how they do it. But I I I am so much better at offline dating than online dating. <laughs> <laughs> So I absolutely know what you're saying, and um, and and I think it's actually refreshing. I think when someone actually smiles, makes eye contact, says hi, and approaches you in person, in public, in you know, I mean, it feels great. So why not make someone's day? <laughs> yeah, I love that, Suzanne. It's so true. I mean, you don't have to use these skills to get a date. Like that shouldn't be the end all be all. Like make someone feel good. Like tell that elderly gentleman his tie looks awesome or um, smile at the bus driver and acknowledge him as a human being. Like those kinds of moments can stay with you for hours or days. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry. I totally missed, I misheard it for a second. That's why I started laughing. I know. I'm like, what did you miss here? I thought she, I thought she said, tell an older gentleman that his pie looks awesome. And I was like, why is that old guy carrying a pie? (laughs) And then I realized that she said tie and that made way more sense. But then I was laughing at myself for thinking that she, and then I had this whole visual of like a guy carrying a pie, getting on a bus, smiling at a bus driver. Just like a whole series of things that just happened right now. Sorry, it was totally off topic, but no, it was awesome. He had a tie, not a pie. <laughs> but if, to be fair, if you do run into an older gentleman carrying a pie, mm. you should absolutely compliment him on his pie. Okay, that's true. Yes, yes, it's very true. It's very true. Sorry, wow. No, it's hysterical. <laughs> um, hilarious. Um, but uh, but on that note, uh, yes, what you're saying, and actually, that's a great way to practice. And that may sound silly, but like if you're a super shy person and you feel uncomfortable even making eye contact with someone, well, then start with people that you wouldn't necessarily be interested in, like an older man carrying a pie. <laughs> but, right. but, you know, um, but, you know, get used to um, get used to greeting and smiling and interacting with strangers. And then it won't be so hard when you're doing when you see someone who's incredibly attractive and, you know, your knees are, are wobbling. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you'd be surprised exactly. how, like, you'd be surprised how far that goes, too. Oh, yeah. You know, like, working behind a bar all the time. I always notice, like, 
you know, people generally, I have a, a pretty, I have it pretty easy because most of the time when people sit down at a bar and they approach me, like obviously they want whatever the thing is that I have, whether it be booze or food or a combination thereof. So mm-hmm. they're sort of already geared toward liking me, but at the same time, like it, you, you would be really surprised how just like a small little thing, like when somebody sits down and you go talk to them for a minute or whatever, and then you're like, Hey, you know what? I really like your shirt. It just like opens up an entirely new. Absolutely. People love compliments. It's totally true. Absolutely. Nobody's ever going to be like, you know, what the hell do you mean you like my, sh-? you know, like Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> if they do, then they're a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Exactly. Yeah. That's more about them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and maybe we should talk about that for a second. Um, well, I don't know that that's really a first date thing. Well, maybe it is a first date thing. When you said that that's more about them, that made me think about rejection in general. Um, so what what do you do if your first date is not going well? Yeah, great question. Oh, good question. Yeah. So um, one of the things I think can happen uh, to make a, a first date not go so well is like when someone starts talking nonstop, like one or the other. <laughs> Um, and I call this nervous or narcissist. And so they could be a narcissist. I think people's first inclination is to be like, oh, well, aren't they full of themselves? Like, I'll just sit here like chopped liver. But they could also be nervous. And I think it's um, important to kind of suss that out. So what I like to do if someone's like talking incessantly, um, I'll just like throw something out there like, hey, did you uh, see the new Tim Burton movie? And just, like, let it hang there. And then if they're a narcissist, they'll be like, no. Anyway, back to me, blah, 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 blah. And if they're nervous, they'll be like, oh, thank God. She stopped my monologue. <laughs> That's a great test. And I love that. And, and I actually totally agree with you because they're, yes, nervous versus narcissist. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and so true because I've been on both dates with the the narcissist who never shut up about himself and with the guy who was so nervous he couldn't stop talking. So, yeah. Um, but I love your, I love that idea of just, you know, coming out with some sort of question and letting it hang there. That's that's amazing. Great advice. Yeah, thanks. It's it's hard to do a little bit, but I mean, if the date's going downhill and you've got nothing to lose, like might as well try to save ship. And you know, maybe you're his first date after getting out of a really long relationship and he's like a not a good dater, but he makes a fantastic boyfriend. And thank goodness you didn't just put him in the narcissist category blindly and you gave him another chance to kind of slow down and get comfortable. And now you've got this amazing boyfriend. You never know. Yeah. 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 I dated a guy for years who would not stop talking on the first date. And he was was just (laughs) nervous. I mean, the sweetest dude in the world, just nervous. Well, it makes total sense, right? I mean, if you if you're nervous as hell, like you're going to fall back on the things that you know the most about, I guess. And if, like you are the person that you know the most about. It's the thing you can talk about <laughs> yeah, most, I guess so. you know, yeah. in a most informed way. So yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Uh, I had to kiss him to shut him up. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's not horrible. Is it, Dan? <laughs> no, no, it, it worked. It worked. And then he calmed down and everything was fine. Yeah. Um, so, so let's say, okay, so let's say that you realize, so how do you get, so let's say that one of your clients is on a date and is totally completely panicking and she calls you from the bathroom because she wants to run the hell out of there. That is the total hypothetical. Um, do you, do you, uh, I mean, what's your advice? Stick it out? Stay? Do the emergency fake phone call and leave or what? I mean... Um, I think it depends on what's going on. So, like, um, I mean, if he's not talking, um, I, I'm i just a big fan of, like, well, I, I'm kind of a big fan of feedback. I'm a big dork like that. So, like, if someone is not talking or they're talking too much or whatever, and I and you already know it's not going to work um, because you know yourself well, you know what you're looking for, you know, just telling them kindly, like, hey, you know, I feel like I'm kind of pulling things out of you here and I'm, I'm kind of struggling. So, you know, if you're not really comfortable, I'm okay if we want to call it a night and just, just calling it for what it is, because otherwise, like if you try to come up with something and if you try to like leave it like this, the other person's never going to know why they might be like, Oh man, her grandma totally caught on fire. Like, Oh, that's so weird. (laughs) 
Um, and, <laughs> and then he'll just keep doing that on his dates, whatever he did to turn you off, and no one will tell him. And that's like the saddest thing in the world. That is the saddest thing in the world, and you really just put it in such a nice way. And it also gives him an out. I mean, if he is uncomfortable and is not having a good time, then he's free to go. Yeah. So, yeah, it's <clears throat> lovely. That's good. I'm a fan of directness. Yeah. But I also, at the same time, and you and I have talked about this before, too, is like on a first date especially, I'm also a fan of having an exit strategy, like having a predetermined, yeah. <laughs> you know, like – First date dinner for me would never be a plan because no. you could not ne- like I would never have no. any idea how long the dinner could go like no. the entire thing like I'm going to try to do you know first date drinks with already the predetermined like hey so I have from this time to this <laughs> time available and I have to split at eight because I have to be at my buddy's blah blah whatever it is yeah yeah you know what I mean yep. so that way good or bad you already have agreed like the predestined out hey I'm out of here yep um, and then if it goes really well, you can always be like, I'm going to call my friend and cancel our poker game so we can hang out for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Versus yeah, like. Ryan, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Because it's, I mean, it'll, it'll save you in a couple of situations. Definitely. The last first date I went on was uh, far too long. But thank God I had had an exit strategy that allowed me to buzz out of there. Because otherwise, I would have been stuck all night. There was not a nice way that I was going to be able to like remove myself from the situation. Wow. Short of just like Ooh. hopping out the back what? window. What was it? Yeah. I said the story there. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, the I guess really the story more than anything else is just like she probably had a couple of more afternoon drinks than she should have, and then she like <laughs> kept kept trying to make out with me across the bar. Oh. Like, yeah, we're sitting there, you know, it's like the first time I've met this person and which is not to say that it wasn't, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, she, she was, she, she came on too fast, too hard, too soon. Yeah. Does that make sense to yeah. where the point, of, the point yeah. of, it, it was like, it wasn't at that point, it wasn't sexy anymore. It just, it like just reeked of desperation. Like it didn't matter who it was that she was out with on the date, like she came predetermined, like I'm totally going to get drunk and make out with this dude. And it doesn't even matter which dude it is. Wow. Um, uh, that's like a really yeah. bad assumption of the situation, but yeah, kind of the gist of it. Yeah. Not sexy. No, yeah. no, no. Right. And then if you're a nice person, you want to be, you know, you want to be like, I don't know what you want to be like. You want to get yourself the hell out of that situation without having to be like terribly mean, <laughs> basically. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, it's hard to keep people predetermined exit when plan. the person's drunk. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's probably another uh, don't. Don't get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> or at least not too drunk. Yeah. I mean, it's okay <laughs> to have a couple drinks, but, right. you know, know your limits and don't get hammered. You don't want to be all wasty-faced. First of all, it's not pretty. Secondly, it puts you in danger just in case the person is a creep. Um, you know, and uh, and third, you might make some decisions you wouldn't otherwise make. So just have two drinks and stop. <laughs> or whatever that number is. Whatever for that you. number right. is for yeah. you. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Um, Agreed. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Camille. We're all over the place. You had some. Okay, so you were going <laughs> to tell us about a connection, <laughs> how to make a genuine connection. Um, and then then there was something about wowing someone with questions. Or what else? Oh you want yeah, to tell us yeah, about? yeah. Well, that was it. Was kind of what we touched on earlier a little bit of like, you know, if something comes up like the work topic and like you just you can't get off it. Um, having some things, some questions in your back pocket of like the hypothetical stuff, the hypothetical stuff that um, we don't even talk to our friends about. Like, like we talked about, like you know, the master's degree. If you get a master's degree, or. Um, even getting more creative than, you know, what country would you travel to? Like, um, if you could do, go anywhere in the next 24 hours, where would you go and why? And who would you take with you or something like that? Um, those can right. be really fun. And we don't get a chance to really talk about those, even to people that we know. You know, I don't call my my friends up and say, hey, what country would you go to right now? Just tell me. Just tell me. <laughs> so, right. Um, it's <laughs> It's fun on a date to like ask those get to know you questions that we don't normally get to. Um, so if you can kind of think of a way to pivot off the boring questions and make them hypothetical and unique, you can make any conversation a lot more fun that way. Definitely. Totally agree. 
you can even do, I mean, would you rather, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, would you rather live in wherever for the rest of your life or wherever? Um, I'm not being very creative right now, but you know, um, <laughs> either or those are fun too. Um, yeah. Awesome. So what else do we need to know about first dates? Uh, let's see. I think, um, having a short list, not a checklist. So like before you go on the date, whether you've met each other before or not, think about like your three to five deal breakers. And what I like to say is if you wouldn't, if it, for all the other stuff, that's not those three to five things. If you wouldn't hold that other stuff against your celebrity crush, then you shouldn't hold it against your date. So, you know, things wait, that wait, we wait, can wait. just say that again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, I love, I like Bradley Cooper. Okay. So if I, my deal breaker was, um, that I have a cat and wherever, whoever I'm in a relationship with, they better like cats. And if Bradley Cooper is like, I love you, Camille. I hate cats then I'd have to say, I'm sorry, Bradley Cooper, I can't date you because that's my deal breaker. But if there's anything else, like, um, oh, he's not, he's only two inches taller than I am. Like, if, if I wouldn't hold that against Bradley Cooper, then I shouldn't hold it against my date. I like that. that. Makes sense? Yeah, that's really true. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I just, I, it's, it's, a, it's a very funny concept, but it really makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd I just still go out think with Cooper can... if you walked up to him and realized that he was only two inches taller than you. Right, he probably is. Yeah, yeah. But you might. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. No. Yes, I get it. Um, I like that. So, can we talk about deal breakers for a minute? And like, because someone being two inches taller than you is that really a deal breaker? I mean, I guess for some people it, it... is. I don't know. Well, but it, I, well, but it shouldn't be. I guess is my point. Like, I mean, first of all, he's still taller than you. Second of all, um, I mean, that the, the person's height doesn't make them a good person or not. It doesn't mean they're going to be a good or bad. It's not indicative of anything meaningful. So, um, you know, all these yeah. qualities that women say that they want in men or vice versa, um, you can say that you want them, but if you're holding someone's height against them that's being a little hypocritical. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, yeah, and then and also that deal breakers should be serious. <laughs> they should be, you know, if, if it's not, if it's not, you know, it should be, um, yeah, it should be serious. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that there's a spectrum, though, too, right? Like, you have to be able to say, Maybe it's not serious to you, but it is serious to me. Right. Like uh, cats are a great example. Some people love cats. Some people hate cats. Right. You're a cat and, person and I'm not. I'm right. allergic to them. But. Right. You have a cat allergy, so I can understand why dating somebody with a cat would be a deal breaker for you. Right. Right. Some people are maybe totally just like have no particular feelings about cats and they don't care if you have a cat or if you don't have a cat. It doesn't make a difference. Right. So, you know, I mean, I can understand yep. the height thing for certain like for certain people I guess maybe if you know you're like really tall and you have self-conscious or you know identity things about it or whatever and you want somebody that it, you know true so I, I mean I, I guess I can sort of like wrap my head around it I think I think you're getting to the root of like figure out what's important for you yes and what those deal breakers are for you yes. and then be confident about them and be okay with them but also really evaluate like what they are are they arbitrary because of the person that you see yourself with in like perfect world time Right. Or are they actual real things that you have a real reason to feel that way about? Sure. Yeah. Exactly. And so it gets back to the yeah. point, get back back to the point that Camille was saying, which was like, if you're not gonna hold it against Bradley Cooper, I then, know. then don't hold it against the person you're today. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Maybe I could <laughs> No, you did. I mean I, I mean I, I like it. But I think <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's what we're trying to sort of express to the audience that, you know, it's not um he doesn't like pizza, so we can never see each other again. Right. You know, it's serious stuff. It's well, stuff like or or st- stuff that's serious to you. Right. Stuff if you really love pizza, and that's really a huge thing <laughs> for you, <laughs> I know. But that could be a deal breaker for you. But like, may or may not be as important on the spectrum. I'm talking about things as like, like lives with his mom. 
Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Or like loves cats and dogs and I'm allergic and don't. Right. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I guess, you know, the next, so you, Camille, you were making the point of have your list of deal breakers and then, uh, I mean, when is the right time to sort of talk about or insert said deal breakers into, you know, Ooh, your date? Question. I mean, is it you, yeah. is you create interesting or hypothetical questions to be able to figure out what the things are about this other person that then may or may not be one of your deal breakers? Or how, how exactly do you sort of work those out? Um, I think it depends. I think like, so one of mine is um, he has to want kids and I've, I've ended relationships because, you know, the, you can't compromise on that. One person didn't want, he didn't want kids and I did. So <clears throat> um, I think with that, like when the time is right to ask, like, <clears throat> excuse me, um, do you see yourself with a family in the future? Like not on the first date, probably not on the second or third or fourth date either. But like when you sense things are becoming serious, um, I think it's absolutely a good idea to get, those out and you know as long as they're just that three to five real deal breaker list like we were talking about you know you're not going to bombard each other with 20 questions I think they'll kind of naturally come out um, when the time is right when do, you, when do you sense things getting serious yeah well and a lot of times that stuff will come out you know um, I, uh, definitely like if, if I'm going out with a guy who's got a dog he's going to talk about his dog either in the first or the second, or somehow the dog is going to No, it'll up. be on the first date. Dog people do that. Yeah, dog people do that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. You're going to hear out, about his dog. I'm going to find out about the dog. And then I'm going to ask, oh, what kind of dog do you have? Because, like, there are some that, you know, are lethal, and I will die if I'm near that dog. And there are others that, like, I can actually be around. So I will ask that kind of question. But it will naturally probably come up. It's not based on the dog's breed, by the way, just their personality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. They'll they'll come out. They'll well, come out. so but I mean, I've 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 heard from people that again sort of approach that in two different ways. Uh-huh. Um, and I guess what we're sort of talking about here is, yeah, that'll come out naturally within the first couple of dates or whatever, and you sort of, but. I mean, I think it's worth evaluating. Is there any harm to like coming with your hard set of, Hey, these are my three deal breakers and just getting that up. Cause like for the example that Camille gave, right. Uh, you want kids, you don't want kids. I mean, would you rather invest two months of your life in, in like getting to know somebody or whatever, and then finding out two months later, like, Oh, well I was really into that guy, but he doesn't want kids. Mm. Or is it better just to like go into it and find out right away. And then you haven't like wasted the time. I mean, I can see the merits of both approaches. That's all I'm saying. I, I can too. I agree. Uh, you have to be able to do it in a not weird way, I think is. Yeah. I think that's you walk into a first date, Ryan. You're like, hey, before we have salad, I just need you to know. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think first first establishing, like, just making sure you like each other before you start that stuff. And, um, and it's also, like you said, in the way that you say it. So don't, you know, don't feel, make the other person feel like you're grilling them, but just say like, you know, hey, what's your opinion on this? <laughs> Hi, I'm Camille. I want kids. Uh, so, you having a drink? Hi, I'm Suzanne. I don't want kids. Uh, I, I, you better not have a cat or a dog. And um, how's your credit? Right. I mean, are you kidding? Like, like before we even order a drink? Like, that's horrible. That's too funny. He's okay, like, so you don't even know my last role. name. Yeah. Seriously. That's funny. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, we've definitely covered what not to do. Yeah, well, I think we got we got a good, good list of not. So uh, maybe we should, you know, try to wrap it on a positive note. If there's one single thing that you would recommend that people do on a first date, Camille, what would you say like your big number one? Hey, definitely do this thing is. Um, I'd say this. I mean, this sounds a little vague but like go in with an open mind I think so often we can get in this pattern of all right date number four here we go ramp it up like you know I know this routine and again you bring that same kind of apathetic energy to the date you're going to get the same results that you've had on all the other 
uh, dates that you've brought that same energy to. So even so, if you're going out with a lawyer and you've dated ten lawyers, maybe your ex-husband's a lawyer, try to put that aside. Know that maybe I'm just saying lawyers have a tendency to argue a little more than other people. All right, fine. Like take the lessons that you've learned, but like don't apply all the stuff that your lawyer, ex-boyfriends, ex-husband, whatever um, have. Um, brought to you in your life, the negative stuff, and apply it to this guy that you haven't met just because he's the same profession. So um, as much as you can, you know, don't bring bring the lessons, not the baggage, I guess. Oh, I that's love awesome. that. Yeah, that's excellent advice. That is excellent advice. Yeah. And just the whole idea of being open and not, you know, not shutting down on first impressions or you know what I mean? Or just making assumptions. I think, I think we really screw ourselves when we make assumptions about people. So to just sort of be, yeah. Um, yeah. That's a I mean, that's a good, that's a good life lesson in general too. Oh, absolutely. I have that conversation with my wife sometimes too, where it's like, I mean, you understand that Lauren sometimes can be very, um, what's a good way to describe it, particular about sort of the things that she wants to do versus the things that she doesn't want to do. And my whole point always is sort of like, just don't do the things that you don't want to do. Right. If you don't want to go on the date, mm. if you can't bring the positive energy to the date to begin with, then then cancel it. Yeah. Do it another time when you're in a better brain space yeah. for it or right. whatever. Like, there's no reason for you to force yourself into doing something that you aren't like open to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, that goes well as a life lesson too. Like, if you don't want to do it, then just don't. Yeah. Reschedule it for a time you feel better about going. Amen. Totally. Brother Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wish my boss felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. I would just reschedule work all the time. Be awesome. Oh my god. Yeah. It's a good life lesson, though. I mean, just to say no. Yeah. You know, when you don't want to do whatever. For the things that you have an option for. Yeah. Like nobody's forcing you to go on the date. Right. So don't show up like you got forced to go there. But sometimes you, you know, you get invited to a party and you feel like you have to go, even though you don't want to go. Right. And then you go anyway, and then you're miserable. I mean, why? Right. You just don't go. And then you leave, and everybody was like, "Why was she in such a terrible mood? Like, exactly. Why didn't she just stay home? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Agree. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Be open to it. Bring good positive energy. That's yes. the number one recommendation. Awesome. Like it. It's awesome. <laughs> what are we going to talk about next time you come on? <laughs> we've done the we've done the um how to approach people and be open and offline offline meet people. N- now we've done how to have a first date, a great first date. What do we do next? Uh um, ooh. We, how, maybe had a um, progress things from dating to a relationship. Not my super strong area, but I'm getting more into it, and I think it's fascinating and needed. <laughs> ah, making it serious, taking the step from dating. Yes, to going exclusive. To, yeah. Yeah. Going oh steady, God. the kids call it. Going steady. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because then we can talk about the whole thing about, like, when people want to have the talk, and it's like, ah! Okay, yes. Oh, that's great. Let's schedule that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that would be great. Okay, meanwhile, will you please tell everyone where they can find you and how, and also, I mean, just a little bit about um, um, about your coaching and how you coach and how you can help people. Yeah, totally. Um, so you can find me, uh, and actually have a gift for your listeners. So they can go to www.masterofflinedating.com backslash fantasy dating. Um, I know we've been tweeting mm-hmm. and posting about it, so it's on the interwebs as well. Um, and the gift is how to attract the right guy in under 30 seconds without saying a word. And it's free. It's just how to be approachable and I actually have a lot of guys that sign up for it too because you want to know the woman's perspective. Um, so, I mean, it's really awesome. kind of a gender-neutral do- document. Yeah. Um, and my whole coaching philosophy, I actually just started private coaching um, as well. And it's it's really about the three Cs, confidence, connection, commitment. And I think, um, you know, spending most of the time just working up your self-confidence and getting out there and working your social confidence muscle by practicing on everyone you meet, like you were talking about, Suzanne, is key. Um, And then learning how to connect with people and ask good questions and look people in the eye and be genuinely curious um, and have those great conversations and acknowledge people. Um, And then once you master those, you know, it's a matter of finding the right person and you've got a commitment. 
Love it. Right on. So we have links to uh, all of Camille's site, all of all of her, the website and social media and all that kind of stuff uh, at fantasydatingradio.com, right? Yes. Yeah. But so, what is your website um, URL again? I forgot. It's Master Online Dating? Offline Dating. Uh, it's ma- <laughs> offline. Yep, Master Offline Dating. And then the gift is at masterofflinedating.com backslash fantasy dating. Awesome. Sweet. All right, everybody, go get your free gift. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on with us again, Camille. This is awesome. Great to talk to you. Yeah, you're awesome. This was really fun. Yeah, this is so great. Thanks, you guys, and uh, look forward to next time. So do we. Thank you. Have a great night. Um, yeah, so that was great. Yeah, she's great. She's great. Good positive energy from Camille. I know. Really like to talk to her. Super fun. Yeah. I know. <sighs> now it's just us. Here we are. Yep. So. Okay, bye. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> and now we're going to go. And now we're going to go. Yeah. Right, so everybody. we'll be back again next week with something else. <laughs> with something talking else. about dating related. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. Yep. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Catch and, you next uh, week, world. Catch you next week, world. <laughs> go find an old guy with-